the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about savings, saving money and, and building up wealth. And our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's, we actually have that trademark. Uh, save, save aggressively, invest conservatively. That, that's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And yeah, we, we really thought it was so important we actually trademarked the phrase. And, and, I, and I think this, this kind of explains how to, how, to, how to build up wealth, how to understand, how, how to get ahead. And, and what we wanted to do was really come up with a program that, that, that anybody could become wealthy. It, and, and I think we didn't really come up with the with, it, it, through your 401k, your qualified savings. Or we didn't come up with the program, but we, what we do is really we wanted to remind, come up with something to remind you how to how to build up the wealth. And that's these savings programs, which which people are, re, are retiring now with enormous 401k, uh, pro, you know, 403b, 457, your different qualified programs. And what they did is they simply put away a minimum of 10 percent plus the company match uh, for retirement. And uh, there's good news out there. There's a lot of bad news this week, but good news out there in the fact that uh, the uh, 401ks, the, the companies are really taking a hard look at this nowadays, and and they're they're increasing. They're starting to bump up their savings rates. A lot of look, a lot of companies, particularly energy, they cut back on their 401k matches. I mean, times were tough in the in the business when oil was back in what was it, April, May of of, of 20. It was selling at you know, 15 dollars a barrel. It was pretty tough on a lot of people, and so they cut back the programs. But not just oil companies. Uh, KPMG, uh, the, the big uh, accounting firm, they, they increased their uh, company match from from six percent to eight percent, which is which is pretty darn good. So you put away ten percent plus you get there, you get eighteen percent of your savings. That's a phenomenally good way to build up wealth. And the nice thing about this is, keep in mind. That's 18% of your income. You're not getting taxed on it. I mean, look, everybody, well, most people know that that if you put away money in a 401k plan, uh, it's 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 not taxed. They, they, they but they forget. People forget that they, they really get the advantage of these programs is the advantage is is you put away that money, you, you you you're putting away savings for your retirement. You don't see it, so you pay yourself first. But then you're not paying the taxes on it either, which means at the end of the year. Uh, you know, when you do your tax thing in a couple months, you're actually getting a refund back. In theory, uh, you're, you're paying less in taxes. So if your top marginal tax rate is is 20%, you're getting back 20% of your of, of your money on top. They're giving you back, so you really only put 80% of your money in if you think about it. So it's a heck of a good deal. And so. Uh, so take advantage of that. But remember, you save aggressively and then you conservatively invest it. Now, why do we save? Why do we say invest it conservatively? Because risk is, is one of the things you've got to watch out for. If you've got a savings program, which you're never going to get up wealth, you just want to get a good return on it over the long term. And, and, and for most people, they're not Warren Buffett or they're not Bill Gates. And so 
so so th- so they they're better off doing something that's a little more sure thing. If you want to take a small amount of your money and go for some high risk things, fine. But but you conservatively invest. We say conservative. Look, let's take a look at this week. I mean, it, it was not a pretty picture on Wall Street. I mean, we've been warning you about this for a while uh, on, on these markets. Uh, this week, the uh, the weekly the Nasdaq was down seven and a half percent. That's not seven and a half percent for the last twelve months. Yeah, that's not seven and a half percent. That's twelve seven and a half percent in one week. The Nasdaq, if you're investing, the Nasdaq right now is the same level it was back in. Or we go pull up this back in June. You know, we've been talking about this for months and months. This Nasdaq is overvalued. These tech companies are overvalued, and 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 here we are. Uh, they haven't gone anywhere for for what six uh, eight you know eight eight months. Since back in June of last year, and, and it's even worse if you're in some of these these tech stocks, uh, some of the smaller ones. Uh, looking at some of these techs, the small companies, it's it's a complete disaster. Some of these things, you're back to where you were back in in June, July of 2020. So, so this has been a complete disaster in the tech sector. We have talked endlessly about the tech sector. We said the valuations are, are, are ridiculous high, high, ridiculous high. They're stupid. But we pointed out the market capitalizations were absurd. I mean, some of these companies had bigger market capital. I think the top five stocks had bigger market capitalizations than than the than Germany or Japan. It was it was ridiculous. It, and uh, you know we, we're reaching the level of of, of the uh, the uh, what was it the the emperor's palace in Tokyo was worth more than the the land under it was worth more than the the land in Cal, you know, California or somewhere at, in the 1980s. I mean, and, and so we, and we talked about this. So here we are, and and, it, and 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 the markets really had a pretty good sell down. I mean, if you look at this on on a year to date. We, we looked at the at the uh, year to date on the S and P 500. Where are we at here? Year, year to date on the S and P 500, we're down 7.7 percent, 7.3 percent. And again, this is why we've talked so much about conservatively managing money. Uh, We've been talking about this shift in the market. We've said, look, we're coming up on inflation. You don't want to own the technology. Interest rates are going up. You want to own the precious metals. You want to own the oil and gas sectors. You want to own the commodity plays. You want to own inflation plays. Look, our portfolios did pretty well so far year to date. I think we finally, you know, I think I've got to, I haven't checked on it, but up until Thursday, they were up on the year. and. And and, and 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 just a complete debacle of a market. It, it because because what we you want to try to do is get where the money is going. Uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of like you know how do you uh, you know you go to you know the rob the bank because that's where the money is. Well, if you want to make money in the stock market, you go where the money is going. That's it, it, one of the it, 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 it's going into those sectors, and we try you you you, go, you buy valuation. You look at valuation. What is something really worth? You know, is Apple Apple's a great company? Is it worth three trillion dollars? I mean, that's a pretty big amount of money for someone that's selling cell phones. And and the phenomenal company, I think we can all agree on that. Uh, but but you know, this is sort of what what you're dealing with with some of these stocks. And the to give you some numbers, some of this this week, just looking at, at, at some of these markets is the. Uh, there, uh, this was like a day or so back, but 36% of the NASDAQ stocks were above their 200-day moving average. That's probably even bigger now, lower now. That's extraordinary. And again, that's just what we just said. These stocks are, are, haven't gone anywhere. The, small cat, the smaller NASDAQ stocks were getting, have been getting pummeled for, for, for months now on end. And, 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 and let me pull the chart up here on some of them, take a look at them. I mean, really, these things were peaking really they they really started correcting in october and then what we what we had is is they really ramped up the the stock buyback programs on the big on the fang numbers fang, fang, uh, facebook apple netflix uh google uh amazon microsoft they just ran, you know some of these things and maybe not so much netflix but the others are big huge stock buybacks so they they're coming in huge to try to hold the market up 
you know, I don't think that that was their plan, but but they were, you know, trying to buy back stock. And so they were able to kind of stay up with these other ones underneath it that were falling. We talked about the breadth in the market. We said, look, the breadth is not looking good in the market. I mean, there's a, it's a smaller number of stocks. We, we talked about these, these fang, 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 fang plus, I think, is a good way to put it. But, but we're saying, look, underneath it, these stocks are coming down. And, and, and sure enough, it, it all just fell apart this year. But precious metals went up. Uh, oil and gas went up. Uh, copper companies, those type of things, which we've been talking about, those things have been going up. Those are some of more of the future. Now, some of these companies, you know, they're, they're the future, but at least they have earnings. And I, and I think this is one of the key things. There are so many of these companies that just don't have don't have any earnings. I mean, the companies, I still, you know, look, don't worry. The company's going to be profitable in 25, 26. I mean, like, really? Wait, what a minute. That's like five years in the future. I mean, I can't even tell what the weather's going to do next week. And you people are claiming that you can predict what's going to happen five years from now. It, 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 and so, so this is what we're seeing. I mean, there are a lot of enormous numbers of stocks in this market down 30%, 40%. 50, 60, 70, 80 percent. I mean, enormous numbers of them. It, now, what is this? Well, look, we have seen this before. This is not what this is very, very similar to is this is very similar to 1999. We had the same thing. 1999, the Fed started pouring in money. Uh, if you remember right, the you know, we had the, 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 the dot-com bubble, and, and the stocks were just going crazy. Same valuations we saw today. And then, and then we, what happened? 1999, uh, you know, later in the year, oh, my God, 2000 is coming up. This is going to crash all the computers in the world. And so the Fed goes, oh, no, the computers in the world are all going to crash. We need to flood the system with money to make sure the economy stays, can, can, can still function since the, the computers are going to crash. Well, I don't think virtually nobody's computer crashed. I think there was like some computer in, in Bora Bora crashed. I mean, it was just absurd. But they flooded this with money that caused a huge push up in the market. Now, 2000 was very interesting. Tech stocks started plunging. They kept going down and back, down and down. And, you know, I remember Cisco, all my friends, they were all buying Cisco. Ted, Cisco's down 20%. You need to buy it. You know, Ted, it rallies up some. Ted, Cisco goes back down. It's down 25%. You need to get in there. No, no. All the way down, 50%, 60%. It just kept dropping over the year. But the interesting thing is the industrial stocks kept going up. The fascinating thing, if you study 1999, is the Fed, uh, Ben Bernanke dusted off the, the Depression playbook. He was the greatest uh expert of the depression. You people have heard my opinion of that, but uh, I won't go there. But and so it was like, oh, no, the economy's going to crash. So he they kept putting more money in the system. Well, the economy never did. The, the, the bubble was really just in the tech sector. Right now, it, I don't, I'm not sure that this is going to slow the economy down. It, the danger you sort of have with this market in a way is if you're the Federal Reserve, you've got massive, you're flooded the system with money. You can't really, you have Fed funds at zero, you have producer price index at 7%, which is an extraordinarily high number because that's been chained down and artificially reduced by the government. They still couldn't get it below 7%, which is extraordinary, which means it's a very hot inflation. Well, typically it takes 3.5% or 350 basis points in the Fed funds to slow the economy. Well, you're at zero they're talking about maybe getting to 1% by year end. That's not going to slow anything. But if, you, if, if the market falls, maybe you can knock down this inflation a little bit and cool down some, some markets uh, with just a drop in the thing. And you can still not have to raise interest rates as much. So it puts things in an interesting light with the Fed. I'm not convinced that the Fed isn't too terribly unhappy the stock market's falling because they're in a box, they're behind the curve, and they have virtually no way out. The only way they can cool down inflation is for asset prices to fall. And, that, and we mentioned that on the show last week. So, again, you want to be defensive uh, on things. But tell you what, uh, if you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. And we'll try to get your questions answered. We're going to expand about what you know what what happened this week. What are we dealing with? Uh, where do we go from here after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show?
don't you? The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Well, I have uh, a text, you know, we have made some. Oh, great. Chet, you got a question for us. Chet, I, I heard the volatility Friday or Thursday, maybe both days, was due to option expiration. I was wondering, how does that play into volatility? Good question. What the situation was this week is this was option expiration week. You said, Ted, we have option expiration every, you know, once a month, there's option expiration. What? There was an enormous number of of very long term calls that expired in January it, uh, because if you own that the call in the market goes up, but if your calls if your stock goes up and it's in January, you pay the taxes the next year. So all these calls were there was about 175 billion dollars worth of calls and other things out there of of individual calls on stocks, and there was additional uh, index calls and everything out there as well. This is a very very large number. And, and so what happened is there was an enormous amount of hedging by the dealers uh, to, to, to prevent, you know, that they had to sit, that they had to hedge out their positions because they were on the other side of those trades. And so as the market started falling, as these calls started falling away, they, they, they cut back their hedges, and they, this required they, they sold stock. In addition, some of the people that exercised, they sold the stock just to close out the position, and it led to a, to a huge amount of selling. I mean. You could that could be some a climactic type of selling in the Nasdaq over the over you know the the near very near term 
Uh, but but that's what that was an enormous enormous amount of, of of calls that had to be closed out, and that put an enormous amount of pressure on the market, and that that's why you saw for the entire week, uh, you really saw the Nasdaq was was under the most pressure, it, and but but it was because of those options that was very unusual, and that was one of the the concerns for the week. Thanks, Ted. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that look that was one of the things it. it, it I mean, I, th- I think the reason this was really so big was that the, the size was so big because everyone was speculating in the market. These big institutions were only cost well individuals, and they all figured, well, look, I'm going to wait till next year because that way I'll let the thing go up, and then if, then if it works, I can sell it next year at, 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 and not pay taxes until then. Uh, it put it a usual amount of pressure. This is why the NASDAQ was so destabilized at the end of the week and, and really fell apart. Uh, so we'll have to see where it goes from here. I think, I think this was going to happen. I, I, I don't think it's over for the NASDAQ. I think some, particularly some of the smaller ones have bottomed for a while. And we'll kind of have to see see what happens, but 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 I, I do think there's going to be a lot of pressure in this whole group. I think I think some of these SPACs, I think some of these small Nasdaq stocks that really had no earnings until 2025 or 2030, I, I think some of these things have hit. They're not going to see their tops for years and years. And, and so this, the, the question we run into is, is this like a 1999? It, we have to wait and see, but it's looking kind of like it's some type of top in place because you still had the Fed one coming rates down. You're going to have a lot of 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 of, of regulation versus antitrust uh, versus payment systems uh, and privacy with all these tech companies, and, and there, there's going to be a lot of pressure to break them up and everything else. So, so you know, we might have seen the top. Uh, the, the valuations are just ridiculous, and so. So that that's where I think we are in the world today. Yeah. So we'll have to see now. Uh, but 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 again, it, it's risk management. If you had good risk management in place, if you had higher levels of cash, this wasn't a big thing. If you were investing for in the in the the inflation plays, they did pretty well. They held up pretty well. The industrials, the those type of stocks held up pretty well. Uh, it, 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 and so. It, it, again, it's it's risk management. There was an enormous amount of risk due to valuation and over concentration in in those in those tech sectors. I mean, that's what we talked about the, the absurd market capitalizations. I, you know, I, I, what was it that top five or six stocks had a nine trillion dollar market cap, uh, which was just the size of Germany or Japan's economy. It was it was it was just absurd, and and, and that was, that posed the risk, and it's all coming about now. Now, I'm going to explain some more about that in a couple more minutes, but I, have, I just I, – I, I, we've made some real progress with uh, coming – going really trying to stop what probably one of the great state of Texas. And, 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 and uh, we talked about this, this person and this group for a while. Uh, they're a clear threat to the – they've made threats against the state of Texas. They want to take down the state of Texas, uh, and that's Larry Fink in BlackRock. The BlackRock funds. Larry Fink hates the state of Texas. He's vowed to defund the oil and gas sector. He's vowed to go after states that profit from the oil and gas sector, and that includes Texas. He's made direct threats against the state of Texas. Now you say, who is Larry Fink? Well, Larry Fink runs BlackRock. They have seven trillion dollars worth of money. Now Larry Fink is going to use his money, his seven trillion dollars, to stop the oil and gas sector and, and to go after the state of Texas. But here's the problem. It's not Larry Fink's money. It's working people's money that Larry Fink has appropriated for his own pet cause of climate change. Now, what we have is Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick sent a letter uh, to, to Controller Glenn, uh, uh, Glenn Hager today asking him to place BlackRock at the top of the list of financial companies that boycott Texas oil and gas uh, industry under state bill. 13, the Oil and Gas Investment Protection Act, sending a letter, Governor Patrick issued the following statement. When the Senate passed Bill 13, it made it clear that Texans will not tolerate Wall Street turning its back on our flourishing oil and gas sector and millions of Texans that rely upon it. As long as I, long, as I am a lieutenant governor, I will never back down from defending our oil and gas industry and remain committed to ensuring that Texas is the top oil and gas state in America. And then it kind of goes on, that letter goes, as you know, te- this law states Texas should not contract or invest with 
companies that boycott the energy companies. And again, this is about what we're going to have to do is boycott BlackRock. We need Larry Fink to resign from BlackRock because I strongly this that's just that was my that's not in the letter. That's just my thought. Uh, but. I strongly believe we need to prioritize and protect our state and nation's energy independence and made the passage of SB 13 a high priority. Uh, as you prepare the official list of companies that boycott uh, energy companies, I ask you include BlackRock in that. Now, what he says is he's actually met with BlackRock, and, uh, it, 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 and they said they were committed to, to Texas and Texas's vast energy put, footprint. But, he says, I have grave concerns that BlackRock's public statements and actions do not reflect the sentiments presented to my office. Yesterday, BlackRock chairman and CEO Larry Fink issued his annual 2022 letter to CEOs indicating that BlackRock's goal was to transition to an, a net zero world, including decarbonizing the energy sector. Needless to say, this is highly inconsistent with the, the claim to support the oil and gas industry while leading, to, while leading a net zero policy and effort that will destroy the oil and gas industry and destabilize the economy worldwide. This is nothing new for Mr. Fink. In his 2020 letter to CEOs, he stated that BlackRock uh, would be it, it, exiting investments that present high sustainability-related risk. He said, he said he's going to get out of the oil and gas sector. This is why we were able to get such great deals in the oil and gas sector at the end of, uh, of, of 2020, yeah, we, buying Exxon, Shell, a number of companies, because this – anyway, I'm deviating. But uh, – we do not see – where we do not see progress in transitioning to net zero and in particular where we see lack of alignment combined with lack of engagement, we will not use our vote against management for our index portfolio shares. We will also flag these holdings to potentially exit our discretionary active portfolios. Okay, what he's saying there is they have a lot of indexes at BlackRock. He said – Black Larry Fink is stating at BlackRock is we're going to take our money, our $7 trillion, and vote against companies that do that because this is our political belief. Okay, but this is against the, the, the owners of those shares of BlackRock, the working people in this country that own, own funds at BlackRock, that have investments at BlackRock, is money is being taken control of, violating their fiduciary duty to those shareholders for his own personal interest. Again, this is my thinking. I believe Larry Fink at BlackRock is, is in violation of the fiduciary duty to his shareholders at BlackRock by, by, by put instituting this climate-controlled agenda that is not supported by the working people of this country. But that's just me. Okay, but again, according to Bloomberg, when addressing their new climate multi-action, multi-asset fund and climate action equity fund, BlackRock said it intends to incorporate year-on-year -year decarbonization rates and identify companies that appear long-term winners. These statements, and we're back to the letter again, these statements indicate that BlackRock is capriciously discrimination, uh, discriminating against oil and gas industry by exiting investments solely because companies do not subscribe to a net zero policy. According to SB 13, the company is is considering be uh, uh, considered to be boycotting energy if it limits relations with an entity involved in in the fossil fuel based sector if the entity does not commit to a pledge or meet environmental standards beyond applicable to federal and state law. Okay, committing to uh, zero carbon is 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 beyond applicable. Uh, environmental standards in federal and state law. This is very, this is very important because what BlackRock is saying and what Larry Fink is saying is, look, we don't care about the laws of the United States of America. We are going to create our own set of laws at BlackRock as a corporation, and we're going to force American companies to follow our laws and our beliefs. Again, this needs to be confronted. We've got to stand up to Larry Fink. Okay. Furthermore. BlackRock's discrimination goes well beyond its investment decisions. In a recent Wall Street Journal article, it was noted that BlackRock has made waves, made, made waves last spring when it voted to replace three Exxon uh, Mobil directors over the oil giant's reluctance to quickly transition to cleaner energy sources. It is not appropriate for Mr. Fink and BlackRock or any other company to arbitrarily strong-arm the energy sector commit to, to commit to exceed federal and state environmental laws. 
Uh, anyway, so that, that so Dan Patrick, they're preparing a list of companies that the state is gonna is gonna put on the list and not do business with. And, and, and again, BlackRock, according to Dan Patrick, should be at the top of the list, Lieutenant Governor. Look, I agree with him. I think we all need to stand up to BlackRock and Larry Fink. We, I've said it. We said it back in 2020 when he first wrote that letter that this guy was a threat. He was dangerous. Uh, and again, what we're talking about here is BlackRock. There's a set of environmental laws in the United States. Look, we all follow the law in this country. Oh, there's different laws. And what Larry Fink to say, no, no, those laws don't apply. I'm going to institute a, a separate set of laws at BlackRock. Okay, again, this is not his money. If Larry Fink wants to say, with my investments, we're going to do it this way, that's fine if it's your money. But it's not your money. It's the shareholder's money. It's working people's money that you are usurping for your own benefit. And again, we believe Larry Fink needs to resign from BlackRock. We also believe that the people in the state of Texas should boycott BlackRock. The only way you're going to get these people is you're going to have to stand up to them and, 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 say, and say, no, we're not going to go on with this. Look, we believe in cleaning up the environment. We believe in a cleaner future. We believe, uh, look, we believe in, in moving forward uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a more constructive way for the environment. We all do, but we're not going to let some wannabe dictator – uh, at some company institute uh, the law of the United States of America and, be, and, and, and to be very clear, to be a threat to this great state of Texas. And, and make no mistake about it, he has directly threatened the state of Texas. He threatened to withhold lending from the state of Texas. Go back and read what he said. And so we all should stand up to BlackRock. Uh, anyway, tell you what, let's take a quick break here in a minute. But, but what this letter is, and this is a letter that they're working to pass the law, uh, Senate Bill uh, the Senate has passed Senate Bill 13, and what they want to do is, is, is they want to come up with a list of companies that are, that are acting against the oil and gas sector in the state of Texas. I strongly support this, and you all should. You should call up your state representatives and support this. You should also support uh, 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 going out and uh, boycotting BlackRock. And, and we should call for Larry Fink's resignation. This, this is unacceptable. He's now talking about stakeholders in this latest letter. It's, it's stakeholder capitalism. Well, the problem with stakeholder capitalism, in capitalism, we all do what's right for the, for, for the shareholders in the company and move forward acting within the laws of the United States, and, 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 and they have the everything is working for the greater good. Adam Smith, what was it, the, uh, the uh, I forgot, the common hand or something like that. And, uh, but but what he's saying is, no, no, we're going to run our corporations, uh, and they're going to be managed by by, by big tech. Corp Other corporations are going to set industrial policy in the United States. It's not the place for Wall Street to be setting industrial policy in the United States. It's not. It's we're we're not going to see give up our our law our rule of law in the United States to be controlled by Larry Fink and that's what he's after here, and so this guy is nothing. As I said, I believe he's a he's a major a huge threat to the state of Texas. I don't want to hear about Al Qaeda. I don't want to hear about everything. Else. Go take a look at Larry Fink and BlackRock. Yeah, but call your call your state rep and, and ask him about the, about uh, Senate Bill uh, thirteen. And, and ask them about uh, boycotting BlackRock. Anyway, tell you what, we're going to be back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Channel. Again, we'll take questions on that or the markets in general. Look, I mean, we had a lot of moves in the market. I want to get back to that. Where are we going to go for the year? We'll be right out, back with that uh, after this quick break. Give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. Taxi in the bottom of a bean town lake. Said this whole world's full of chances, and this is one I gotta take. And so he caught the line to Nashville to find the finest break and make a home. And make a home. That's a train flew out of Boston. This whole world passed him by. He said, I spent a lifetime running. Time to try. I can't find someone old. My dreams are sure to die. Now I've begun. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. 
Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. On radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you got any questions or comments, give us a call now, 713-339-1070. We're just talking about uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's letter that he, that he sent to uh, the controller of the currency, Glenn Hager, on requesting that uh, BlackRock be placed at the top of the list of companies that boycott uh, Texas oil and gas industry. I, I'm glad we're finally putting putting the spotlight on, on Larry Fink and, and BlackRock. We talked out on this show for over a year, uh, nearly two years, talking about what BlackRock's doing, and they're, they're just becoming more emboldened and, and, and you know, they, they, with their new world order, their new uh, – uh, carbon policy they've instituted that all companies need to follow. And it, it's, it, look, it's important. We're a rule of law in the United States, and our laws uh, emanate from Congress signed by the president. They don't, imita- Im- uh, they don't come from Larry Fink and BlackRock. This egomaniac really needs to be controlled. I think he needs to resign. And uh, it, it, I, I really call, if, give your state representative a call on this and support this issue of, of boycotting Black, BlackRock funds. Here's another interesting thing. Uh, just saw this. The U.S. to close borders with to unvaccinated Canadian and Mexican truckers this Saturday, I guess today. So, so they're closing the border. We, we have, let's take a look at this. We have short. We have a huge shortage of truckers. We can't get anything done. Their supply chain. The biggest problem we have is inflation is at seven percent, and part of the problem is is we can't, our supply chains are breaking down because we don't have enough workers, truckers, and ships to move them across. And, and, and the Biden administration has it, now decided they're, they're going to uh, not let unvaccinated Canadian and Mexican truckers in. Okay, fair enough. 
Well, then why are you letting two to two and a half million illegal aliens pour across the southern border and not have them back? They don't care if they're vaccinated. So, again, it's this hypocrisy. If you look at it, they can, the Biden administration continues to have this agenda that we're out to destroy or actually destabilize the United States and make and somehow wreck the United States. And, and it's just these policies make no sense. There, there's the only thread that that seems to go through it is if, if, if we can somehow destroy the United States, if we can somehow make people's lives more miserable, if we can make crime worse in the country, if we can flood the country with illegal immigrants and drive down wages and hurt people, if we, if we, if we, can, call, if we can keep out the supply chains and then have inflation higher again to hurt people, to destabilize, why are they doing this? It's extraordinary. I've never seen such. Now, now here we are suddenly, you know, this Russia situation is, you know, this is the other thing the market might be looking at. Again, why do we care about Ukraine's sacred border? Our, our southern border is wide open, and anybody in the world can come across that border. You know, I, I was talking to some the friend of mine, we're going back and forth. But, oh, it's not. You can't do it. I said, you give me the name of any person on planet Earth, and I will fly them down to Mexico and get them across the, the, the Texas border. And I, and, I, and I said, I meant it. I meant what I said. I, give me a name. You know, if, if it's so hard, give me any name, and I'll get them across. It just shows you how we don't even have a southern border, and we're concerned about Ukraine's sacred border. I mean, really? Uh, I haven't seen Russia steal a bunch of jobs. I haven't seen – well, yeah, Russia's taken a little technology, but they haven't siphoned off our entire industrial capacity to their country like China has. Uh, you know, it's extraordinary. I mean, I, I didn't see – if last time I remember, Wuhan wasn't in China. And, and here we are picking a fight with the Russians who, who are sitting on the biggest nuclear stockpile outside of the United States. Theirs actually might even be bigger. And, and we have China basically robbing us blind, you know, sp it somehow it, it, it allowed the spread of the Wuhan virus out of their labs. Nothing to see here. But, you know, China might violate the sacred borders of, of, of the Ukraine. Yeah, why don't you look at the sacred borders of the United States that you and Camilla – Joe Biden, Camilla Harris have basically said are wide open to anybody. We are not going to defend the borders. But anyway, let's get back to the markets. Uh, Netflix this week dropped uh, – Friday it dropped 22 percent, almost 22 percent. And, and this is uh, – the stock had been falling. It, it peaked at $700. It's, it's at $397. That's 22 percent in one day. And again, this goes back to the, what are the value? What are the values of some of these companies? If I'm sitting with an investment and it drops 22% in one day, this is not a small company. It's a it's a massive U.S. company. And and the question, you know, let me pull up the thing here. Bear with me just a second. $176 billion market cap on, on Netflix. They have two, almost a quarter of a billion subscribers. They're going to have – okay, they're, so they've been in business though, at 10 years now or something like that uh, or more. And, uh, so they've been around over a decade. They've got a quarter of a million subscribers. They still have $159 million. Okay, great. Hold on just a second, Patrice. They, they have a negative $159 billion in free cash flow after 10 years and a quarter of a billion subscribers. So the question is, how can these guys ever make money if nobody's making money? Now they've got Disney, Paramount Plus, uh, you know, uh, the Discovery, CBS, they, they, uh, Amazon, Apple, everybody's got a streaming service. So, again, this is what we're dealing with. There's a whole lot of competition in tech. And people need to start making some money in it, and then well, people are suddenly realizing, wait, a lot of these companies won't make money. But this is why you saw the big drop in tech, in, in tech and particularly Netflix. When Netflix fell 21%, it spooked a lot of people in tech. So let's take a quick call from Patrice. Hello, Patrice. Hi, Ted. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I don't know if this is the kind of question that you normally answer on your show or not, but my husband and I are teachers, and we're thinking to take our um, retirement this year. And, yes. Mm -hmm. And to get um, – we're looking to get other work, and with our pension, we'll be um, 
making about 75% of what we normally make. And so we're thinking to take extra jobs to make up the gap and hopefully make a little bit more than what we have been making. My question is, does it make more sense to pay off our mortgage with our extra income or to invest it? Uh, how, long, how much further do you have on the mortgage? Well, if we just pay it out in time, we've got almost a full mortgage. We've only been in our house uh, five years. But if we, with the extra income, I think if we're diligent, we could pay it off in about seven years. Okay. How old are you now? 57. Okay. 50. Yeah, I, I, I would try to get it. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good plan to have, pay off the mortgage. You know, if you want to, typically I, I say you want, to, you want to get it paid off by – but with a couple of years of retirement, if you're younger like that, you can hold off a little bit, it, it, particularly if you're going to work some more over time. So, so, so somewhere to by the time you get in close to that 65 area, that's going to be a pretty good place to have the mortgage paid off. Okay. Okay. And, and, uh, by the way, what is the, yeah, what is the yield, uh, the, uh, not the yield, but the uh, interest on the mortgage? Uh, 3.25. Okay, 3.25. You know, that, that's a pretty low what I would do is I try to start making the payments. You don't have to be real aggressive on it, but I would start making the payments to get it down over time. Keep in mind with the seven and a quarter percent, a seven percent PPI, that mortgage is depreciating every year. But you want to start making progress with the idea by the time you get sixty-five to have it paid off. Okay, but well, I like that would be plan. better than trying to invest it in something. And keep uh, you, you feel like you have enough in, enough save for retirement right now. No. Hmm. We've got our pension and and Roth IRAs. Okay. Uh, I, I tell you what, I would probably I would make sure you have at least in outside of your IRAs and pensions at least three years of cash or or investments outside of those before I start paying off the pension. Uh, three years of of income that you're going to need for retirement outside of those pensions. Okay. It, it, and and it, where, should it, that, where should that kind of money be kept? Okay. What I would do is I would get it in that we're making a shift from growth to value right now. And so I would get with, with a value fund. Uh, we're more value investors at, at Max Out Savings Advisors. But I think growth over the last decade has done real well. Now we're making a shift to, to, to value. Uh, and so value, I would go with a value investment strategy. And I would also short-term bond funds, one or two years, very short for now until we see where this inflation is going to go. So, so, so kind of a short-term bond fund, you know, maybe uh, a lot of uh, one year or less is ideal right now. It, it just in the money fund or short-term bond fund, then a value fund, and, and slowly get into the market uh, with, with the new money because we're still in a corrective phase. Okay. But, Thank you so but much. I, I appreciate it. I think you've got a good strategy in place, and I like the idea of having it paid by uh, by by the time you get 60. What I would do is I would park the money, I'd build it up, make the investments, and then let's sort of see where this inflation goes up. Because if inflation explodes, then the inflation is going to take out that mortgage. And we're going to know in the next year what's going to happen. Okay. Year, year and a half. All right. Good question. Thank, Thank you, Patrice. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. That's for question. Typically, we like to see the, the houses paid off by the time you, within two or three years of the time you retire. Now, now in some cases, you know, maybe you, you have a piece of property or you have uh, something coming in where you think you can pay it off. You know, you'll, you use it in the future in, in, in a couple of years to do it. That, that's fine. But you want to try to get that thing paid off within a lot of people say right at retirement. I say within two, two or three years of retirement, just because I think it, it, it actually works a little better. Again, right now, here's the thing to think of. Okay, Patrice had a three and a quarter percent mortgage. We have a seven percent inflation right now, so we don't want to be in too big of a rush to pay off the mortgage until we see where this inflation goes. If if it starts accelerating to ten, ten percent, or this goes on for two or three years. She'll be able to pay it off with inflated dollars in the future, and 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 so uh, that that that's one of the things to to to, to keep in mind here. And, and and again, I think this inflation is going to continue. Uh, what 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 we're looking for later this year is going to be a little slowdown later on this year with inflation, 
the closest inflation – look, we've been talking about this inflation for a year and a half, and we were – okay. And so uh, what we've said is the closest thing we found to this it is – actually, I've looked at this. It's almost almost a year when I've talked about this – is was, was 1945 uh, after World War II to 48. That was a two-and-a-half two year uh, inflation run, and, and, and one-year inflation went up. Well, what, in 45, it was 2.2% inflation. Then it went to 8.4% inflation, then 14.6% inflation. In the final year, 7.74% inflation. Now, the, the fourth year, they had deflation, a 1% drop. But keep in mind that added up to about it, it was close to a thirty percent increase in inflation of prices during that time frame. So that's what we're looking at, and that's why you've got to protect it. And the other thing is, it would, we want to make sure, Patricia, you, you you put your money in inflation things that can be protected from inflation because those pensions are not quite as well protected from inflation. So, so I would kind of keep 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 that in mind. You want to make sure because that's the danger with inflation; it can hurt fixed annuities, pensions, and Social Security. So, so you want to move more toward an inflationary bias in, in, in your uh, investing. But if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Uh, it's going to, look, we're going to be sending out our, our new Max Out Savings report this week. I've got to get it out. We've been really busy, but we'll get that out. Uh, this market, we'll see where it goes. It's had a big sell down. Somewhere, if it doesn't just fall apart the first part of the week, it's probably going to have a rally in here. We'll see where it goes. But the, but the inflationary bias is going to continue, and you want to still stick with that. We, we, we had the last decade of, of growth was a big thing with tech and everything else into the tech bubble we're in now. Now that's moving. It's going to be like 1999, very similar. But remember, people forget in 2000, 2000, a lot of the industrials did pretty well. I think that's kind of what we're looking at because we still have to move. Oh, right here on the Max Up Saving Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.